Welcome to the Moments of Joy podcast. This is your host, Camille Joy, and we are back for another joyful episode, a joy-finding episode. All of my MVP listeners, you know who you are and why I call you that. It is because you come back week after week. So you guys are the real MVPs. Welcome back. And if this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. Moments of Joy podcast is dedicated to highlighting powerful testimonies. And we start with myself and I also have different guests from around the world. But the purpose is to encourage, motivate and inspire you. This is a Christian podcast. So everything we do will, of course, point you back to the father. So this week I have a very special guest in-house, in my studio, and it is my very own mother. Today, I have her with us because we are highlighting mothers this month. Mother's Day is in a couple of days, and so I decided to have this month be Mother's Month. I feel like we need all of that recollection, all of that recognition. (laughs) So, welcome to the show, Mom. Thank you, Camille. I'm glad to be here today. So my mommy has been through um, the ringer with me, her daughter. (laughs) And so today's topic is going to be called a mother's prayer. And oftentimes I share with people that it was my mother's prayer who released me from the bondage of hell that I was in. I didn't know that was what was happening at the time, of course. But as time went on and me hearing my mother's prayers and what was going on on her end, she let me know that it was because of her prayers that I was free. So we are going to talk about the power of a mother's prayer. So, Mom, we're just going to give them a backdrop. I'll start with me being 21 years old. At this point, by 21, I had already... Um, let my parents down and cause them to feel um, embarrassment, shame, and hurt by being a teen mom at 16 years old, coming to them when I was 15 and um, having a child when I was 16. I left the home at 17 years old and entered into an abusive relationship with an older man. And 18, 19, and 21, I had three more children. And so at this point, um, I was just at the very lowest point of my life. And so my mom tells her side of the story and how she felt during that time. And then we'll just go into um, the power and how to get your prayers answered. So, Mom, explain how you felt as a mom um, having a child who was that wayward. How did you feel? Well, as a mother, you know, you you are disappointed that you're having a grandchild come into the world um, and you know that your child is unprepared for what's ahead, unprepared for the parenting load that 
they're going to experience. And so initially you are, you might be um, disappointed, you have times of anger, frustration, and eventually you land on uh, the realization, the coping that comes in and uh, you, the acceptance that uh, a child is coming into the world and once the child comes, you begin to adjust your life uh, around uh, the new need that has appeared. And, um, and your emotions need to, to go along with this ride. So you have ups and downs and um, you also have uh, challenges, but uh, the Lord remains faithful. We don't always know how we're gonna make ends meet sometimes, but he remains faithful. And um, where you start out being uh, upset and frustrated, you end up in a joyful place. Yes, that sounds a lot like T.D. Jakes. I'm reading his book called The Crushing. It's newly released, and he talks about, um, as soon as you open the book, about his 13-year-old daughter coming to him and his wife, Sarita, and telling them that she was pregnant. So what you described is sounds very familiar because I just read it. <laughs> and so I told him last week to get that book because it's really good. But so when I was at the point of being 21 years old, this is the point where your prayers had really um, released me from the hell that I was in. And so what where were you at when you got to that point of um, of prayer? Well, as you know, you were no longer living in my home and I was disturbed by that because I knew your situation was not not one that I felt uh, was of the Lord's calling for your life. And um, and so I I took it as a on a, an attack by the yeah, enemy. Because and you, you didn't. I mean, while I was in it, you didn't know that I was in an abusive relationship. You just knew that he was crazy, you know, but maybe not even to the extent that you knew once we came out of it. And that he was older than you, and I um, understood that um, developmentally that he would have an upper hand on you because of your youthfulness. And um, this was not the Lord's will for your life. And so I was just looking at your situation um, from an adult perspective and also at, from a parenting perspective. And um, you were a young lady um, who was... Uh, had a relationship with a, with an adult, and so uh, I already knew that you, you were going to have some challenges and um, possibly be taken advantage of. Okay, so what led you to the prayers? Well, you know when a, when a, a Christian mother sees that um, the enemy has come in so certain uh, in, in certain instances and. Um, has taken something from you. Well, I think that, that that just gave me a whole different uh, perspective that I felt um, that you belonged to me and your father and that um, the enemy had came in and taken you away from me. And so I began to petition the Lord on your behalf that he would turn the situation around and return you back home, return you back to the house of God and um, put you on a path that was in line with his will, put you on a path that was 
uh, one that was full of happiness because you didn't seem to me to be happy when I saw you. You didn't seem happy. Um, you didn't seem to have purpose. Um, you didn't seem to have direction. And so I was concerned, but I had to take my concerns to the Lord because sometimes uh, as a parent, you, you see that uh, if the Lord is not in it, it's not going to work. And if the Lord doesn't help the situation, you don't have any help. But we know that in God, all things are possible. And so I began to petition the Lord um, on your behalf. And that was that was the beginning of my journey in prayer. So how 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 often do you think it? So this wasn't like a one time thing where you can just pray once. Oh, no, I think uh, the longer it went on, um, I began to feel desperate. And um, when you when you are in a situation where you feel desperate, you start um, praying outside of the box. I'll say you you don't need um, um, prayers that sound nice and, you know, or you read a little poem type of prayer. I, you know, I began to um, go to the word and so to speak, uh, start start on um, pounding pounding out prayers, you know, where you, I be, I begin to get very animated in my prayer and demonstrative in my prayer, um, walking around my house and speaking the word of God out of my, out of my mouth into the atmosphere and clapping my hands and stomping my feet and declaring into the air what was going to happen and who I was in the Lord and who you were in the Lord. Um, because I felt like I was in a battle, um, for my child. And, um, I felt that the enemy was, um, pressing me because of the length of time that it was taking in the situation. And I continued to hammer, uh, heaven with my petition. And, um, it was taking time, but I continued to fight the fight. I also, uh, began to, uh, ask people to join in prayer with me. And so, um, there were times when I would be in a prayer session and we would intercede for you. Um, and so I tried to support myself and keep myself going by uh, reaching out to others that I knew would help me to pray. And um, the type of prayers that I was praying were a prayer times that I would be sweating and I would be drenched by the time I finished praying because I had really petitioned God. I was relentless and I was crying in my, in my prayer time. Yeah. You, you described one time to me, um, very often, um, where the Lord gave you a scripture and he gave you a promise in your prayer time. Can you share, um, that time? Yes. You know, when we pray to the Lord, there's a scripture that says um, in Numbers 23 that that God is not a man that he should lie. And so we know that um, the promises of God, the scripture says are yea and amen. So you when you approach God in prayer, um, we know that we have the green light, so to speak. And and I was laid out on the floor in my bedroom. I was home alone and I was talking to, to God about you. I was praying and I was remembering um, you in, my, in the delivery room and reminding God how he had given you to me and I had gone through this pregnancy and I had this beautiful baby. And I said, you know, this is my child. You gave me this gift and I refuse 
to let the enemy take her from me. Now, God, you've got to do something with this child. You've got to save her. You've got to bring her back. And I'm just lamenting and I'm hitting the floor and telling God, this is my property. This is my child. Camille is in trouble. I need, I need the Lord to intervene. And this is probably the umpteen time that I'm asking God for the same thing. And, and I laid on the floor. I got still, I got quiet and I just laid there and, and, I was crying. My face was wet. I was, I was just laying there. I had said everything I could think to say. And I just laid there quietly. And in the quietness, I heard the whisper of the spirit of the Lord. And he said to me, Jeremiah 31, uh, 15, I believe it was. And I said to myself, I wonder if, if that's a real scripture, I wonder what it says. And so I got up and I went to read it and I read the whole chapter. But when I got to the scripture, I knew that I had heard from the Lord. If you let me read that, it says, um, this is what the Lord says. And this is, this was initially, um, a scripture that, uh, of another woman who had been interceding in a situation, but it says in verse 15, this is what the Lord says. Uh, a voice is heard in Rama mourning and great weeping, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing consolation because they are no more. Verse 16. This is what the Lord says. Keep your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears for the reward for your work will come declares the Lord. Then your children will return from the land of the enemy. So there is hope for your future, declares the Lord, and your children will return to their own land. And, uh, and so I was greatly comforted with the word from the Lord. I got up, I wrote it down, I dated it in my journal book, and, um, and I was comforted. I believed the word of the Lord, and I didn't know how or when he would turn it around, but I kept this scripture in my heart. I read it over. I, I declared it and I was settled within myself with the thought and belief that Camille is coming home. Camille is going to return to her borders. And so I put a period on that. I was settled with the whole matter. And glory to God. Praise the Lord. I had to calm myself as you spoke <laughs> about that glory to God Jesus um you said something you said that you calmed yourself with the matter in that you believed God you knew that um I was gonna return home at that point but then after after you get up from prayer and you start looking at the clock how how long after he said that did it actually manifest and then I come home I come home. Um, I believe it was a four year period of prayer from start to end. And at that point, I believe it was two years. And so I began to um, to ask the Lord for help to help me to prepare myself because you and I were not um, in the best of a relationship at that point. Um, it wasn't uh, you were not visiting my home often. Um, I didn't really see you that often. Um, and so I asked the Lord to begin to prepare me um, and to fix my heart 
Um, I think we had some angst over the journey. And um, sometimes as a parent, you you feel like your child has done some things against you, um, uh, rebelled against what you have said, and it leaves um, sometimes some woundings. And I asked the Lord to uh, help me uh, get through uh, where my heart was and prepare my heart for your return. And so I was just trying, I said, okay, Lord, if you're, if you're going to bring her back into my life, I need you to prepare my heart and heal my heart so that we could have a good relationship. And that was around the time that I started visiting you where you were to see if, if you looked healthy, if you had any bruises or not. And so I began to, um, periodically, um, come to see you and see the children. And, and I wanted to send you a little message that I was out there and that I still loved you. I still cared about you. I still had your back, but I wanted to also be careful how I went about it. And so I was talking to the Lord and every now and then I was, um, I would just come by, but it was a, it was a prayer walk, um, while I was looking to see what I saw on the horizon. And although it was taking time, the scripture says the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. And so we have to keep our emotions in tune with God and, and continue to water what he has said, even though we don't mm -hmm. see it yet. I continue to, and that's, you know, one of the, the blessings is writing down, right. writing down what he said and going back to what he said. And, um, and looking out on the horizon to see if I saw any sign of life um, in our relationship. Yeah, I can um, think back to that time where, um, and when she says we didn't talk much, I mean, I think with my last child, I was eight months pregnant before she had even seen that I was pregnant. So it probably was like eight months since uh, a time that I had been over. Um, and so she you began to come over and um take me out to lunch and or just come over and see the kids and you would throw out every now and then you know you can come home whenever you want to and I would just be like okay right and that was really um a little secret thing that I was I was doing within my own heart I was just really trying to throw you throw you the anchor throw you uh, the lifeline, uh, not the anchor, the lifeline. Um, if you were on a, on a boat, you, you throw that lifeline out there. Um, so I was uh, still believing God, still having faith in what he said. And, you know, I'm just so thankful that the Lord's power, he has power that we not, we don't even know about. He, he has the power to change the atmosphere around us, to change, um, the situation in the spirit realm before we even see the fruit of it. When he said that you were coming home, you were coming home, although it had not yet occurred. I had every confidence in the Holy spirit that he would do what he said he would do. So I'm preparing my heart and I'm almost like putting an olive branch out there. Lord, let me, let me see my child. And once I knew where you were living, I, um, I stopped by just to see if you all are well, I'm satisfied that you all are well, you don't have any bruises on you. So I'm like, okay, God, I'm trusting you that you're doing, you're doing this movement, even though you haven't moved, 
You haven't said anything to me about it. I have full confidence. And so I continued to pray for you and intercede for you. Um, but now my, uh, the, the focus is no longer, um, that is God going right, to do it. Right. Now it's now we're moving into, um, the, the, when are you going to do it? And, and the confidence that he is going to do it. That was, that's good. And that was a, that was a key, um, thing because I always, when it was time for me to move, it just happened. It just broke in an instant. And I always remembered that I could go because my mom said I could come home so I don't have to deal with this. So it was kind of just on my end, just a build up until I was like, um, your mother say you can come home. So you don't have to stay here anymore. So and what's so wonderful is how the enemy will um, sometimes you you're you're in that place that seems like a prison. But I read a scripture that says uh, my soul escaped like a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord. And when you raise your children to know who God is, he, he gives us the confidence that our children go out. And um, they may not um, behave as though they know the Lord, but he'll return them to the base. He'll return you. He'll, he'll put your mind back in remembrance of, uh, he said, train a child in the way that they will go. And when they're older, um, they, they, uh, they will return to it. And so we have the promises of God. And in Isaiah 46, he says, what I've said, that will I bring about. What I've planned, that will I do. And so I began to search the scriptures and you have to build yourself up in, in the word to, to find things that feed you in terms of what you're petitioning God for so that you can be consistent. You need to, to, to keep saying what God is saying, come in agreement with what the Lord is saying. And so I felt like I, I was in this battle, um, but the Lord was on my side and he was comforting me and sending me little messages that I'm, I said I was going to do it and I am going to do it. And so I, um, I'm going out to see you as a means to comfort myself. I haven't seen you. Um, and, um, I haven't seen my grandchildren, but I'm confident that the Lord is marching you forward. And even though I don't know how he's doing it, isn't it so wonderful how we don't know how he's doing it, how he's going to break the enemy down, how he's going to snatch someone out of the prison house, but the power of the Holy spirit, if he can raise Jesus from a dead place, he has the power to also deliver us from our dead places. And so I was reaching out that olive branch because I was asking God to heal our relationship. And I was one, I was willing to do the work that I needed to do and to, to help to rebuild that bridge. Yeah, that was really powerful because there's some mother out there that um, is just praying for their child um, whether their child is lost, whether their child is sick, whether their child um, has behavior problems, or there will be a mom that will be. You know, some people have small children, so their children have not yet grown. But this is wonderful because you're giving us tools as a mother on how to pray for our children, how to cover them, and how to keep them um, in the Word of God. 
Yes, uh, I think uh, the, the faith of a mother is so uh, powerful. And I do want to encourage anyone who is um, interceding for their child to continue to believe God. You know, we have powers, power as mothers because the Lord, you know, there's no one else on the earth who, who's been given this uh, gift um, of motherhood. We're the only ones who can be mothers, us, us who become mothers. And so we, we, God is our friend and, and he gives us children as his gift. So true. And, um, I'm just referring to some of, uh, some of my notes. And, uh, one of the notes I wrote down is that we have legal permission as Christians to pray to the father in Jesus name. And so we have to access the Lord. And that's one of the beautiful things um, that Christ has given us is, is access to the father. And so we have full permission to access the father and we have a, a legal right to knock on heaven's door, to bang on heaven's door, so to speak, if you need to, to petition that heaven's assistance come to you. There's all of heaven is at our disposal. And so sometimes we need to pray in that way that you're petitioning the courts of God to intervene for the righteous judge to intervene in your situation. If the scripture can tell us that uh, the, the woman kept bothering the judge uh, about her situation until he gave her her petition. Sometimes we need to talk to the Lord in that manner. Continue to petition heaven until you have an answer from the Holy Spirit. We have the legal permission as mothers to intercede for those children who come through our loins. Don't allow the enemy to cloud your mind. He has no authority. You have the authority. God gave you legal right because this child came out of your womb. This child belongs to you. And so we don't have to uh, sit by and just allow the thief to, um, to, to uh, be settled in the fact that some, something has been stolen, but he, we can make a demand that he give it back. And so I thank God for the, uh, the boomerang, the Holy Spirit gives, gives us and, and, and allowing us to petition God. And he has the power to release our children back to us and, and have them come into their right mind. I'll, so I'll say in the name of Jesus. And so we don't have to be afraid to ask the Lord, tell him just like it is. You know, those weren't cute prayers I was praying. I was really interceding and telling God the situation as I saw it, who is my enemy. And um, I would lay on the floor. I would walk the floor, walk and talk and stomp my foot using the word of God and clap my hands and call your name and tell the enemy what God was going to do, tell myself what God was going to do and use the word and attach your name to the word of God. And part of that also is to help keep me in my right mind, because when you are going through a, a hard situation like this, our mind is, is stressed. And um, the longer it goes on, sometimes your emotions, you don't, you feel like, is it ever going to turn around for me? Yeah. And so you have to use the word to, yeah. to, to help your own mind. And I also would use uh, the hymns to sing a song to help my emotions. You're in the thick of it. And so you begin to pull out your arsenal of weaponry in the Holy Ghost to, um, to help 
you to feel fortified. But as you're, you're singing and praying and I'm clapping my hands and stomping my feet, um, when I'm stopping my feet and clapping my hands, I'm using the word as a weapon. And, um, and I believe in the spirit that, that, um, if I clap my hands, it, it, it has power. Um, and when I'm, when I'm putting that to the scripture with my voice, sometimes, um, I will use another weapon. It's, and it can look totally different and it's, it's worship. Mm -hmm. And so you pull out everything that you, you need. Um, and you just let the Holy spirit, uh, lead you in the type of prayer, but you have a legal right and a legal permission as a Christian to pray to the father because you have access in Jesus name. Wow. Wow. That is amazing and powerful. Um, Mother's day, mother's month, should I say here on this show? Um, every mother, we just, we're just calling every mother to listen. Um, my mom is just full of wisdom on prayer. Um, I believe she is a chief intercessor and um, prophetic worshiper. And um, she, as, a, as her daughter, even after, years after, here we are now, I'm going on 13 years of, of walking away from that. Um, and, um, listening, I have heard her tell us she has three daughters this time and time again, and it has given me the tools that I needed when I needed to then fight in the spirit for my very own children and continue to. So, um, I just want you all to just listen and grab a hold in your heart of what she's saying, that you have power and you have authority as a mother to speak over your children and to call it forth that which you don't see as though it is. And um, you may not have the fancy prayer language yet, but you have a mouth that you can open to talk. And so use it in Jesus name. You have the word of God before you. And like she said, she would quote the scripture. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, the word of God is, is powerful. It's sharper than a two edged sword. And so you need to use the word of God as your defender. And um, what's so beautiful is that you don't, um, you're not in this battle by yourself. The Holy Spirit, who's called a paraclete, uh, he's a comforter. He's the one who's walking, who was walking with me. And so um, I use the word of God, you know, uh, to calm myself and to put me in a whole uh, another place when I pray, I'm really petitioning God. I'm talking to God. I'm telling the God how, how I feel about him, the love of the Lord that I have in my heart, my commitment to, um, walk with the Lord and the confidence that I have in Christ. You know, this, when you come out of one battle, you know, keep living, you'll find yourself in another. Um, and so we have to learn how to uh, use what God gives us. And the love that the Lord had for me is no different than he had for Camille. And so together, I, the word, the love of God, I petitioned um, the word, petitioning heaven. And what he says he will bring about. And he's just so powerful that he is listening to what you're saying. 
He's so loving that he is listening. He wants to respond to our prayers. The scripture says our prayers are a sweet odor that reaches God. How is it possible, my God, that he heard me? He saw my angst. He saw my um, helplessness. He saw my reaching and reaching and crying out. I was that woman. I want my child back, God. You've got to bring her back. I want her in line with your will for my children. That my children, my prayer is that my children be found in the house of the Lord. I've petitioned the Lord about that for many years. And now I'm praying it over my grandchildren. That my grandchildren will be found in the house Hallelujah. of the Lord. And we see the imagery found in the scripture reflecting on how God is able to capture our words of prayer that go upward. He's, he's able to capture the essence of what we're saying. He's able to see and how your prayers link up with the will of the Lord. It's a marvelous, marvelous thing that he takes your prayer and he, he shoots them forward in time because he's not captive to time. He's not captive to anything like we are. He's not um, handcuffed to the situation like we feel we are. He's not bound by it. He's not um, excite, overly excited about it like we are because he's already down at the answer. Praise God. So he sends the answer back from where he is to where we are. And so my confidence is in the Lord that he will do what he says he will do. He's able to keep that which we commit unto him. And one day in your eyes appearing, he's going to show you how big a God he is when he shows up with the answer. Don't get uh, complicated and burdened by the time it takes because in that time, you ever tried to cook something and sometimes it's on a slow cooker? Sometimes I put my dinner in a slow cooker. Well, if you come back in an hour, that thing You're is right. not done. Right. If that recipe says it's, you got to cook it slow for eight hours, then that's what you need to do. If you want that juicy meat that just the way dripping off the bone, you want it just like that recipe. And when you open that pot, you say, that's, that's exactly how I want it to come out. And everybody's talking about how tasty it yes. is. We need to learn how to sit and marinate in the word and allow God's process to be what it is because it is a process. But God is not linked into um, he's not bound by the time it takes because he created time. He created time for us, but he's the author of time. So time don't bother him. The scripture says a day and a, a thousand years is the same to the Lord. He's not bound to that time. Time's got to move when God says it's time to move. Time, that clock says tick. It's time. It's the end of the situation. That clock said tick end. And he says, I send my word out to accomplish what I send it out to do. And so his word is under his command that it when it leaves his mouth, 
that breath, that Ruach, that spirit of the Lord is writing that word. There is no failing in the word. So when it's writing on your situation, the scripture says, um, the floods of the Lord, the floods rise, but they can't overtake you because there's a word there. There's a boundary. You ever notice how the tide sometimes that, 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 uh, that tide is coming in. It starts out. It's so high. It looks like it's that, that big wave is so high, but the closer it gets to the beach zone, it starts getting smaller and smaller. And then when it's going all the way onto the sand, it can do no more. And it starts drawing back. Hallelujah. There's a, there's a limit there and there's a limit to your situation. There's a time and there's a day to his appearing and thank God for the word and thank God for his love that constrains him to answer us. There's a day that's coming because he wants you to be able to testify that God is able. And how do we know that? Because he did it in my life. And you're able to mark time. You're able to write it down. You've spoken in this day and look, uh, two years after he said it, you came out of that situation. It was a four year process. So two years, midway, he spoke to me and I wrote it down. It was like another two, two and a half years that he brought it to pass. Mm -hmm. And so I'm comforted as I think about that. He is not locked. The situation is not a locked situation. God has a key and he will open the door. Continue to petition concerning your children. They belong to you. Petition God with the word of God and the spirit of the Lord. It's like that, that, that slow cooker. Just like in Genesis, the first chapter, when it says that the spirit of the Lord was hovering mm -hmm. over the earth and the earth was in this broken and de demolished condition yeah. in darkness. Didn't look like nothing was going to happen, but the spirit of the Lord was yes, already was. at work before God even said anything. Praise God. So I take that same imagery with the word over my own life situation. It might look dark. It might not look like nothing has happened, but Holy Ghost. <laughs> Breathe on my situation. You know where my child is and, and he is at work, even though we might not see it. The God who is able, he is at work in that situation and he will bring forth the answer to prayer. He's a God who answers prayer. I'm a believer and now I am a witness that he's a God who answers my prayer. He heard a mother's cry and he answered me. Amen. Well, I don't think I need to come and say another word. <laughs> I think that is so, so, so um, encouraging and wonderful. I think one of the things that she spoke about was love, you know, and allowing um, me to know that she loved me and that she um, hadn't given up on on her child so just hold on to your children no matter where they are um as she said God had to work on her heart so your child might have done some things to you that were unforgivable or you may be in a strained relationship well keep praying and even for those mothers who have small children so they have not yet come across 
come upon the, the trying times of really needing to pray for their child yet. But there will come a time, one day, every mother has to, to pray for her child. So I think as we wrap up here, Mom, do you have any other specific um, encouragement for the moms about an answer prayer? I mean, I'm thankful as I'm sitting here. I'm just so thankful that God um, has given me a mom. Um, handpicked a mother for me. That was you. I mean, I, I am very aware that it was your prayers and your prophetic words that have pushed and thrust me into my purpose and destiny and, and still is doing that along the way. She has been such a, a motivator, even after we came to her house. Um, and not just me, but her children returned to their borders. So at the very same time that I came home, my sister was coming from home from Atlanta with her newborn and my other sister was coming home from college. And so all three of her daughters were under her roof at the same time. So God did exceedingly and abundantly above what she was even, even asking him for. Um, so her children did indeed return to their borders, but in that place, in that dark place, she didn't scream, I told you so, at us. She just encouraged us for the next, you know. Now, she encouraged our relationship to go deeper in Christ. I remember times where even um, as grown women, she would be like, all right, y'all, come on in here, get the kids. Y'all go on, y'all can lay down, do what you want, but it's time for prayer. So, and she would go into um, prayer and deep intercession. And so even though we weren't praying with her or praying back, we were kind of just sitting there. And if we fell asleep, we fell asleep. But that that pattern of repetition of hearing it then gave us what the words that we needed when it was time for us to pray and come into the fullness of a full grown woman that, that we are today. Um, she has encouraged us to reach, um, our, our dreams and our desires. There's not a time that I go to her and she's ever like, well, I don't think you should do that. I don't think like I just, any, any, the wildest things that I, you know, any of my wildest dreams that I might come to her with, um, she's in cheering position and, and ready, um, always speaking life, even over her grandchildren, as she said, now she's, she's doing the same prayer for them as she did for us. And so, um, I honor my mother today and I love you, mom. And I'm so thankful for you. And, um, do you have any last bit of encouragement that you would like to give the moms out there? I'd like the mothers to remember that we have the power of attorney. We have the legal authority to transact business in the spirit for our children. And so use it. Use the word and use your authority and have the confidence that if we ask him anything, don't be afraid to ask Simply ask in faith. It's not a limitation on God's part. And he is fully able to answer us as we cry out to the Lord and know that he loves us best. You know, that's something that I, I put in my mind that how much I loved my child. But I remembered that God loved you more. And so we were in covenant in the love that we had for Camille 
And, um, and I remember one day when you, uh, you got dressed up and I don't know where you were going and you walked out the door and I remember looking as you walked away, I was looking out the uh, screen door and I just said to God, is that my child? Look, God, is that my daughter? Wow. Look at what you've done. What a turnaround. She was looking so cute and she was dressed up and you know, us girls, you know, she knew she was looking cute and I was just talking to God at the door, the before and the after. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. What a mighty God. So he's able to keep us. We're not always in a place where we should be, but God is able to go into the den of the depths of the darkest cave and he's able to snatch us out and shake us off and clean us up and place us in a place that he calls home and he's able to bring comfort and he's able to piece it together. He's able to restore dreams. He's able to just clean you up, give you a new name, another face, a better looking face than you had before. He, the Holy Spirit's salvation makes you beautiful. And when you look back, all I can say is my Lord and my God, Look at what the Lord has done. And hasn't he brought your life forward since that time? Yes, he has. He's done a mighty yes, and God wonderful thing. Yes, he has. Turn around. It's all, all about the Lord. He's a great turnaround God. Absolutely. And I thank him. I thank Glory the Lord for answering this mother's prayer. Amen. 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 Well, guys. That is it for this episode of the Moments of Joy podcast, this mommy episode. If you don't know where to find us on social media, you can find us on Moments of Joy podcast on Instagram and Moments of Joy podcast on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and go on the Apple podcast forum and leave us a review. And what this does is help other listeners in the podcast world find this show. All right, guys. Love you guys. Mommies, be encouraged. Share this with another mommy, please, so that they will be encouraged too. All right. Bye-bye. Until next time. Always remember, you always have the option to choose joy. Bye-bye.